0: Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, King's Dream Outlier on all platforms. If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community so consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy.
1: My question was uh, maybe a little multifaceted. Um, I was just hoping you can expand on something. Um, in a previous video, I don't remember which one it was, but you had mentioned how you felt like um, Christianity or American Christianity was maybe at um, at the beginning of a revival. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my question is, can you explain that a little bit, expand on that? Who do you think might be involved in that and what kind of uh, um, how, how do you think that might play out? And um, and I, you know, I know, you know, God works in mysterious ways and, you know, he does it how he wants to do it. But um, what was your thinking behind that statement? Yeah. So, OK,
0: so that's a good question. In terms of revival, I want to pull up the definition of what revival means, so that we're working with similar definitions. Biblical definition: making alive again those who have been uh, who have been alive, but have fallen into what is called cold or dead state. They are Christians and have life, but they may be needing a reviving to bring them back to their first love and the healthy growth of a spiritual life. It's a good definition. Okay, so when when talking revival my opinion and this is totally opinion this is not i don't have this isn't me giving some type of like prophetic uh utterance or nothing of the sort okay so just just to be completely clear here's 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 what i think i think the church in america specifically has historically been on the wrong side of certain issues, has historically, especially in the last 100 years, given up things like art, music, and culture, and has more or less been known by the things that it's against and not by the things that it's for. And And so if we're talking, how can God revive a generation? How can God renew hearts? How can God, you know, do something new in the church that we haven't seen? And the truth is, Chase, we've seen it before. We've seen it throughout history. Um, we've seen it in the, the Renaissance, right? We've seen it in uh, when Martin Luther was was going through the Reformation and the way that the the world became literate as we know it because of the, the ink press being in, invented and the scriptures being manu manuscript the manuscripts being translated and the scriptures being available for the first time. We've seen things happen before and this is where it might get controversial. It's usually on the back of technology, art and music. It's usually and when and when the church could engage in technology, art and music, the ink press was what? New technology, right? Prior to that, people didn't have access to the Bible. Um And my theory, this is just an idea, if the church can get back to its first love of Jesus, of proclaiming Jesus, of being known by the things of Jesus and not being politicized and not being we're against A, B, and C, but we are for A, B, and C, and you're going to know us for A, B, and C, and we're going to go out into the world and proclaim A, B, and C, and we're going to be the hands and feet of Jesus while we do a b and c i think it is possible for us to see a revival unlike we've seen in our society the tough part is currently neo-evangelicalism fundamentalism is so intertwined it's so intertwined in the politics it's so intertwined with the religious right and it's detached from being the hands and feet of jesus right and so that that's kind of what I'm getting at. So in order for that to happen, I don't know how that would play out. I do know that we've more or less checked out of culture. We've more or less checked out of music. We've more or less checked out of art. We've more or less checked out of technology. And when you do stuff like that, then guess what? You leave the world to lead in culture, art, and technology. And what influences the world, culture, art, and technology, right? That's, that's what drives the paradigm of how people see the world. So much of our paradigm and our worldview in America today is influenced by Christian thinking, Judeo-Christian thinking, our our concepts of morality, our concepts of justice. However, we've stepped away from so, so much of it in the last hundred years. We've become irrelevant. And in order for people to make it in influencing culture, art, and music, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you had to compromise. You had to compromise so much. You had to make deals with certain corporations. You had to get cosigns from certain people. You had to be in certain circles. Well, today... I mean, Mike Winger can amass two hundred fifty thousand followers on you know subscribers on YouTube and preach the gospel unapologetically. Amen. Alex can amass a million followers on TikTok, right? Uh, The Bible Project two million subscribers on YouTube, so on and so forth. And I can give you example after example of of people who are pressing into technology, pressing into having hard conversations in media, in culture, and music. Who are not needing a co-sign from a major Hollywood studio, from a major record company, from a major agency. They're just doing it, and it's, and it's blowing up. So my theory is just quite simply, hey, what if in the next 10 years there was a collective influx of folks pressing into culture, pressing into technology, loving Jesus, loving their neighbor as themselves, resource going towards actually helping people, meeting the needs of folks who are going through it. If we were more known by that, my hypothesis, again, this is not prophetic. This is not me speaking as some type of authority. My hypothesis is that I think we would see revival. I think we would see this country uh, embrace Christians or embrace the message of Jesus, even if they are struggling with the hard parts, with the sin part, with the with the wrath part, with the judgment part. And I think it's very possible. I've never seen a time like this walking with the Lord. I've been walking with the Lord almost 20 years. I've never seen this much, this many Christians in culture, in faith, um, doing really amazing things now the opposite is also true i could be totally wrong for persecution can break out right things can go to go left really quick right um but i i refuse to walk around with a persecution complex because it's possible just because something's possible doesn't mean it's going to happen so i'm going to believe for the best i'm going to do my part to uh leverage my time talent and treasure to help as many people starting with the objective is let me help people first and foremost right then 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 let me build wealth and then let me give money away to help more people there was a collective of folks who all thought like that and did this kind of stuff and 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 the next generation of christian creatives the next generation of of artists and youtubers and all that kind of stuff was like yo We don't have to walk around with the false persecution complex one, and we don't have to walk around with this false uh, dichotomy or this false this false fallacy that we can't be influential, successful, and build wealth. That's another one that we're dealing with, right? And so, imagine, imagine if ten years from now there was two hundred YouTube channels with a million subscribers that preach the gospel. That the chances in the Lecrae's and the Andy Minios, the Christians in culture weren't just the anomalies, but there was way more of them. The movies and the content that was being created was more reflective of, of Christian worldviews. There was more directors in that in those worlds, more more TV shows being made like that, right? And so it wouldn't just be these outliers and these anomalies that it would be. It became the 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 more folks in in these spaces. I think this church has done a terrible job of stewarding creatives. I think the church has done a terrible job of engaging creatives. And then they they wonder why they leave the church in droves. Well, you told them that Satan was the choir director in heaven. You lied to them about that for years and years and years and years and years. And now they don't know how to reconcile this gift. And so they're just, they just bounce, right? And then the pushback will be like, well, no, it's because they're sinners and they wanted to chase the world. That's why they bounce. It's like maybe, or maybe you just did a terrible job of shepherding them and loving them and leading them. So I tend to default on hyper-responsibility of the church when I see something wrong in society and culture. I don't say, "Well, the, the I I, ex- I expect spiritually dead people to act like spiritually dead people." I expect the church to be the head and not the tail. We've been the tail and not
1: the head for far too long. I think of like Kanye and I think of like Chance the Rapper. I, you know, you did the video with him the other day. You know, what role could they play because they've just got such a they've got such a wide net and when when chance the rapper comes out with a, a video like he is, and he's still kind of on his journey from, mm-hmm. you know, from our perspective, you don't know where he's at, but he's still kind of on his journey of, of getting to know Christ. Mm-hmm. But with the, the gout that the, the clout that they, they have, you know, the, with uh, uh, the, the cultural influence that those, those type of people have, I mean, yeah, how do you, how do you see that? I wouldn't say that. Kanye
0: alone is going to cause revival, right? I say Kanye unapologetically preaching Jesus. And by the way, anybody that's been to Sunday service will know that like, the gospel is proclaimed clearly. The gospel is proclaimed multiple times. Kanye is not the center of attention. You could hardly see Kanye on stage at Sunday service. Anybody who's been to one of those will tell you that, right? So the way they frame that is really interesting. So um, I think what they could do, is by just being themselves and, and, and hopefully not compromising, we can what they'll do is they'll soften the palates of other people. When I went and saw Kanye at the forum, there was 20,000 people there, and we're singing these worship songs. And the whole stadium is singing these worship songs. But you can tell that they're not Christian. It's this awkward environment. And I hadn't seen anything like it since attending a Billy Graham crusade in the late 90s when like the stadiums would fill up and it'd be a gang of non-Christians there. The difference with Billy Graham and Kanye is... The guy the Tyson, Pastor Tyson, um, Kanye's pastor is a totally different communicator. Like he's going to talk about hell and wrath and repentance. Right. So it's a, like Kanye's presenting a more complete gospel not to say Billy Graham was bad or anything like that. It just was a it was a seeker sensitive type of presentation back then in the late 90s. And so what I think it'll do is and I'm not saying everybody that was there that put their hand up that day and said the prayer got saved. What I'm saying is those people are going to leave. And be like, gosh, this Jesus thing was interesting. And then they're going to go search for videos and end up on YouTube channels and end up on or see a TikTok video in a month from now of Amen Alex talking about Jesus. And then eventually, God willing, God uses these medians to pull them in and get them into a church and get discipled. That's my theory of that. So I don't think like any one person does anything i think it's the fact that it's a bunch of people in all of these different pockets that are doing really um like cool creative stuff and and, the, and it's and it's no longer at a we're just we're just jv quality it's it's at a a level quality that all of that combined will somebody will see the video of chance talking about you know his new his new song and go what is this jesus thing he keeps talking about and they could have never been raised in a christian home Go search for it, and then like, oh wow, Jesus! Wow, that was a historical Jesus, and they might end up on a Mike Winger channel, and he's explaining the historical uh, validity in the resurrection of Jesus, right? So that's what that, that, that's what I'm saying. So what, I use the illustration chase of um, not liking uh, not liking uh, avocado and guacamole growing up, and I said. I didn't like avocado. I didn't like guacamole. And then one day my friend was like, yo, here's half of my California burrito. And then I ate it and I was like, yo, what was in that? And he's like, oh, guacamole and cheese and French fries and carne asada. And he packaged the guacamole in a way where I would eat it, not even knowing I was eating guacamole. And now fast forward, I eat avocado almost on a daily basis. It's because it was packaged in a way where I didn't quite understand. I was getting what I was getting. It changed my palate and opened my mind up to it. And fast forward, you know, now I love avocado. I think, you know, the presentation of the gospel could be done in a similar way where it's packaged into something and you don't even know you're getting it, but then your palate becomes softened and then you— Keep seeking it out, and then before you know it, you're not eating a California burrito with French fries and you know greasy food. You're just strictly eating avocado, and as, as most folks know, avocado is one of the healthiest things you could have. So that that that's kind of what what I'm what I'm getting at is that I think that we could see the same thing happen through a Kanye or a Chance or a Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. um, and the best thing I think we could do for them is just pray for them brothers like really like for everybody that has a critical thing to say about Kanye for everybody that has a critical thing to say about Justin Bieber for everybody who has a critical thing about uh to say about Chance are you pr- praying for them is that even a thing you're doing at all and 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 if you are cool but if you aren't praying for them I, it's very it's very inconsistent to just say negative things about fellow Christians who are professing Christ yet struggling in their faith um so yeah so I don't know. Hopefully
1: that, that, that answered the follow-up question. Yeah, definitely did. And and one thing I thought of too, when you're talking about what with, with uh, like creatives and the the way I want to be careful how I kind of turn this, but like the institutional church, like you were talking mm-hmm. about it, we as a church mm-hmm. have put, we put people in a box, like you just put, you put, we've put faith in a box and Christianity in a box. And 100%. so when you talk about, you know, doing things a different way, like, youtube and youtube influencers and to tell you about what you're doing it what you're doing and mike winger's doing and all those guys that's a little bit different than what the church has ever accounted before mm. and and so it's out of the box as far as a way of influencing people um and it's because it's new yep. right it's not traditional and so i think that 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 is one way um that we can help influence people who haven't seen the church who haven't come across the church and you mentioned the raising hands at at the uh, Graham Crusades, mm-hmm. so those folks, I think about the parable Jesus Jesus talked about, and where he's spreading seeds on the mm-hmm. road, or he's spreading it on the side of the road, or is it infernal soil? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how can we, how can the Christian community help get those seeds landing on fertile soil? And if they are, how can we help those good things grow? Right, mm. and so, and I think that's a role. I think that's the role in the revival that people like yourself or Mike Winger and all of those, you know, YouTube in general, Christian YouTubers, I think that's a role that they can be, you know, they can be uh, really influential and um, get the momentum going that way.
2: What I love about this topic is that, and I don't know if we really have like intentionally like examined the type of content that like you do that uh, Mike Winger does mm-hmm. and a lot of, you know, Alan Parr, I can go on and on. What yep. do you mean? One of the things I think that creators in that space bringing these topics to the forefront do is they do what a lot of churches don't do. So what I'm finding Mm -hmm. is YouTube offers a space for me to press into things that you never hear in church. And I think that is what makes uh, a channel like yours so effective and is a reason, big reason why the channels that push into topics from a Christian worldview, but things that you wouldn't hear in a church. I think that has, like, people are looking for this, mm. and I don't know, and it's hard, it's hard to really speak to, because I don't know if the church is always, like, the greatest place for these conversations, because I think when you come into a gathering of believers, uh, you come on a unified subject, which is Jesus, And you know, everything's going to be centered around the love of God, and when you talk about love, a lot of times, anything that can, you know, take your mind off of that is uncomfortable, especially if it's something that you're not, coming from a position in, so like fits of race relations and things mm. like that and you're a white male you know a preacher that's going to be a level of you're going to be pretty uncomfortable speaking to that because you probably will feel that that is an area of sufficiency but you can speak on the love of god you can speak on the bible where it yes. talks about unity and so you're going to go more generalized whereas on youtube yeah we can have conversations in much more nuance with less of a risk of like feeling like oh i'm going to maybe not going to get the point across as well or yeah. I have to preach a, a certain sermon point. Like yeah. I don't think like Ruslan, you're I'm not I don't think you're looking like I got to hit this sermon point to get to the people. It's like, no, you're looking at it from a standpoint of, you know, I'm gonna talk about it in nuance. I'm gonna engage with people about it. People are going to leave comments and give me an idea. I can figure out kind of where many believers are with it. Mm. And just And then I'll even open up, you'll do, go a step further and open up the Zoom. <laughs> you'll open up the Zoom for us to engage in it further. So I think what you guys are doing and what I hope, you know, I'm striving to do just kind of with my channel is to be able to be that in between where we can address things that mm. we don't often have the space to address in the church. And we can bring kind of the culture, we can kind of bridge the gap in culture. And I think that's why a lot of people are really, uh, we're able to really tap into an audience that I think is neglected by most churches and not intentionally, but I just don't know if we've been able to really make the church a a true safe space for these things. And that's something that really came to me as you were just talking about uh, some of the the perks of doing this YouTube stuff and just how, and even music, and same thing with music, just to flip it back around to chance. Like, He can do the same thing Mm. and artists and creatives can do that through TikTok, through all these different things, because you can bring Christ into all these different spaces. But I don't think our churches really emphasize Mm. how we can do this. Like, for example, me as a pastor, I won't talk about certain things or I won't touch on certain things. Mm because I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the most productive for my congregation. Mm. However, I would encourage all those in my church to get on TikTok, get on your social media and press into these different areas Mm. and speak on these matters. And so leveraging Mm. these so that we can be lights in all these other places. That's what I'm really uh, encouraged by seeing these platforms, that we can have a voice. It may not be your pastor that's doing it, but there are other voices out there, and you can also be a voice in those areas as well.
0: And I would just to add to that, I would hope that my hope would be to encourage people to get Mm. into local churches, not perfect churches, but just local churches that we know, Hey, if you end up, if you're in the Arizona area, if you're in the Phoenix area, check out Pastor Trey Van Camp. At the very least, you're going to have a biblical community of people that can help do life with you and walk alongside of you. And I hope that, that the, the, the youtube stuff could be the vehicle for that like i know pastor mike winger still does sunday night services at his local church he's even he's not even on paid right. staff anymore like that's how i envision it is like not not opposite or outside of the local church but these are ministries from the local church you know what i mean like And, and, compliment and, and it. yeah, yeah. It and then and,
2: what we do is to drive you to yes the church yes yes versus it being the church like you're not trying yeah. to be uh, like i am not a non-profit bruce lawn. <laughs> yeah i'm not a
0: non-profit don't tithe here like you know <laughs> none of that like i'm i'm grateful when folks give and do super chats and all that kind of stuff but no like get in a local church you know what i'm saying
2: Kingstream entertainment bruce lawn
0: Yahshua the king came down and bore it all yeah. yeah conversations front of the fireplace all of my mistakes out of wire race. want to operate at a higher pace birth pains causing the body to dilate on a first name basis with the holy smokes you made it through the entire episode shout out to you probably means you're rocking with what we're doing and again we ain't got no sponsors on this show, and I'm going to keep it that way. But what you can do to keep it sponsor-free is consider signing up for our King's Dream Patreon. The link is in the description of this episode. Best way to get a hold of me. Best way to hop into a group Zoom call. And the best way to partner with what we're doing here. Help us create more stuff just like this. Thank you for listening. Peace.